our moms. We thank you that um, we have this opportunity to, to just give this day to them, Lord. So I know that some of us, Lord, maybe we, our moms weren't the best. Or maybe we are a mom and we fail sometimes. So, Lord, we know that you're a graceful God. And, Lord, you're a loving God, Lord. So we just pray that today we can just hear some of your words, Lord, and, and uh, begin to maybe be, have some healing. Lord, that we can feel that grace. We can feel that love, Lord. So we just pray for this. These next few minutes, Lord, just speak to us. Let our hearts and our minds and our ears be open for what you have for us today, Lord. So we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, something that we all have in common is we all have a mom, right? That's a, uh, we can't deny that fact, that every single one of us has to have a mom. Some of us, we may have these great memories of our mom. We would say we had the best mom ever. Some of us, it wasn't the case, was it? Some of us, we, we, our mom wasn't maybe that great. And the reality is, is that's the world we live in. For me, my mom was probably leaning towards if you have the best mom and the worst mom, she was probably this side of the middle. She wasn't, she wasn't really that great of a mom at some times. So either way, I knew, as I reflect back, I, I know she did the best that she could with the skills that she had. And she was still my mom. Now, she died this last January. And so I've had some time to kind of reflect on my life, see what my relationship was with my mom, and, and kind of just put this in perspective of what, what even today what I'm going to speak about. This is, this is kind of, of just know that like, my mom wasn't the best mom. So I know those of you in this room also share that with me, that you've had strained relationships with your mother, or maybe no relationship at all. But I think that there's something within mothers, there's this inherent instinct, there's something about being a mom that we just, God made us that way. There's a description of a wife and a mom in Proverbs 31, and that's what we're going to look at today. And I, I look back at, at the life of my mom, and, and like I said, even though a lot of her skills did not fit this Proverbs 31, I think she did do the best she, tr she, she could. Because a mom's job is really, really hard. And so in honor of moms today, let's take a look at what God's word says about moms. So we're going to be looking at Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10. You can read verses 10 and 11. It says, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. You know that saying that is, is people say, where's your better half? I believe that's only, capital letters only, referring to your wives. That expression has never been said about me. There's been expressions said to me about Kim, they'll ask, well, where's so-and-so? Never has there been, where's your better half? You can ask him. 
I've never heard that when, always I hear it about regarding her when they ask me where Kim is. But isn't that what I think the writer of Proverbs is saying here? I'm saying, husbands, your wife, that's your better half. Now I'm going to play this Keith Urban song for you, just a little clip for it. He sings a song called You're My Better Half. If we have sound, I'm not going to sing. Alex, where are you? Maybe you can sing. Maybe we don't have sound. We'll start over. We'll have a Tim. Where is Tim? I'm not going to allow you or Dan. You don't get to tell a joke. Let's play it again. We can move on. So the chorus of that song, if you, if you didn't catch those words, and it says, it's the sweet love that you give to me. It's our wives give us. They, they love us. They're tender. And it says, that makes me believe we can make it through anything. Because when it all comes down, I'm feeling like, I'm, like I'll never last. Just, I just lean on you because, baby, you're my better half. Husbands, that's what our wives are. Maybe in modern terms, this, the writer of, of Proverbs is saying, he's saying, husbands, your wives are, if you remember during COVID, computer chips for your cars were worth a lot, a lot of money, that your wife is worth more than that. Maybe she's worth, than, worth more than having some Bitcoin. Maybe she's worth it more than AI technology, something that might be worth more than rubies right now. What's the most valuable thing? That's what your wives are. Our wives are everything that we need. There's nothing of value that's, that's worth more than our wives. Our wife, sometimes we see this, but she's not your enemy. She only wants what's good for you. Even when your wife is telling you the thousandth time to pick up your mess while you look around and her mess is all over the place, she just wants what's bad for, best for you. She's your better half. So maybe we should treat her like that. And I bet, I just have this, this, this funny suspicion that if we did, our lives would be a whole lot better. Just like that Keith Urban song. Because you know what? I've, I've determined in this life of mine, God's a pretty smart guy. And, and he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing when he created our wives. So let's see what else God's word has to say about moms. Verses 13 and 19. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets up her work vigorously. 
Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. What's he saying here? I think basically what he's saying is, is, is these are famous words that moms say. Do I have to do everything around here? Well, I think God just said, yeah, you do. You do. Because you know what, guys, husbands? We're not capable of it. We can't do it. We're not built that way. Because moms, they're the ones that go and find clothes for the kids. Moms, they're the ones that go and find clothes for you. Moms, you're the one that dresses the children most of the time. In fact, some of you guys in this room right now, you're grown adults, and I bet your wife still dressed you. Now, something else with this. This isn't flattering women. I'm sorry, but these are God's words. This is what Gert's, God's word said. It said, compared you to a merchant ship. I don't think that's very flattering. But I think what they're saying, what God is saying is, is you know what? When your children need something, when your family needs something, when you're, you, you need something to find it, you go find it. And you go to the merchant ship. You go to wherever you need to go to do that. Modern day terms... So, child comes to you. Mom, I got this assignment due tomorrow or next week. That's why we have Amazon Prime. <laughs> One button. You just click a button and the next day or two days later, like whatever that child needs for that project is there so that you can be like a merchant ship and have what your family needs or what your child needs. I think it says moms are also the ones staying up at night waiting for their children to come home. You guys know this. I've admitted this before. Like, I'm home snoring in my bed, and Kim's the one up waiting. And then it says also, when your children do finally come home and they need something, they need something they need to be provided for, I'm still snoring away in my bed, and it's Kim that gets up and gets it for them, not me. Moms are just wired different. And then in this verse, I think it says, moms, they're the ones that have these odd jobs. They're the ones that know how to figure out how to make money last or, or find some extra money. And maybe that is like a lot of you husbands, you know, like your wife says, I'm going to be gone tonight. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be at a pampered chef or I'm going to be at this party or that party. Or you need to leave because I've got 20 women converging on this house and we're having a pampered chef party. So you need to leave. Why? To make a little extra money. And I do. I said, moms do all the work. They do all the laundry. They do all the dishes. They take out the garbage. When's the last time you scrubbed a toilet? Never. Because all the moms, they do all this work. And I think what it's saying is that when their, their, arm, their, their arms, it says their arms are big. So they're saying, moms, you're as tough as nails. So moms, like their arms are stacked. Like who's going to arm wrestle a mom? I'm not because, man, they're tough. And moms are smart. They know how to trade for better things. So Jackson had a class this semester in school. And they're given a, a paper clip. So they're given a paper clip and they need to trade up through the, the semester for something better. So at the end of the semester, then they have this big auction for a fundraiser that goes to something. And I'm going to say Jackson wasn't very smart. I thought he was a smart kid, but he's not because he should have gave it to his mom because if it was a mom, she probably ended up with a, a G-Wagon or a Lamborghini Urus or something. And notice, I said, I'm saying an SUV type thing because a mom's got a family. She's never going to go for the sports car. She's going to be practical and get the SUV. 
They never stop looking for something that's going to be better for their family. Her mind's always looking for that. What does my family need? What's the next best thing to make my family better? And husbands, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. You know that blue glow that comes from her side of the bed at night? <laughs> that you roll around and you roll over and you go, oh, I, and you're wide awake because that blue glow is there? That's, that's your wife being on her phone. She's trying to, she can't sleep, and that's a glow of that phone glowing in her bedroom because it's, this is what God says. It says her lamp does not go out at night. I think she's just ready. She's so ready to do what she needs to do that she just doesn't ever relax. And her light is always ready to jump into action. And then moms are resourceful. Don't they just know how to make a home a home? Now, I think I saw him walk in. I think I saw Gina Brott walk in. Where is she? There she is, right there. I told her, I, I, I kind of bribed her to come to church because we haven't seen her around in a while since COVID. And th- I heard they were here last week too. But Gina is the master of this. She will find garbage out of the garbage dump or the garbage bin or at a yard sale. And Gina creates these wonderful things to go in her home that just look amazing. And Kurt calls him something else. I'm not going to say those words. But he goes along and he helps her pull him out of the junk pile and the garbage and the, the heap. But she makes these things that are charming and just makes her house some, some better to live in. So moms are resourceful. Now verse 20. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Now, moms just see things that men don't see. There's a reason why they have the joke called man eyes, because it's true. If you remember in the movie The Blind Side, it was the mom that saw Michael Orr in the rain. It was the mom that went and found him and brought him home to live with them. It wasn't the dad, because that's what moms do. If you think about it too, kids don't run to dads usually when they're hurt. They run to their moms. Even if it's not their mom, they'll go, oh, no, I'm going to run to this mom. Why? Because dads are just going to say, just spit on it, rub some dirt on it, you'll be fine. (laughs) Moms don't do that. Moms care. Moms give to the needy. They see the poor. They help. They're generous. They're generous with their time, with their money, their kindness, and their love. Let's go on and look at verses 21 through 29. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Sounds more like mom's got to do everything, right? But there's more to this section. There's more to this because it says she's clothed in scarlet. It says she's clothed in fine linen. She's clothed in purple, a, a symbol of royalty. She, she has strength. She has dignity that even her husband is respected because of her. She has wisdom. 
She watches over the affairs of the household. It says that she, she does noble things and that, mom's, that the mom actually surpasses that. So yes, the role of the mom is, is more than having to do everything. Let me give you a definition of a word, word of dignitary. A person considered to be important because of high rank or office. A few weeks ago or last week or whenever it was, we watched the coronation of the new king and queen of England. There is tots of dignitaries in attendance. They, were, they had high rank and some of them had hard jobs. But moms, why weren't you guys invited? You should have been. Because dignitaries, well, a dignitary, not the king and queen of England, because a dignitary actually does something. But a dignitary has a high rank. A dignitary has an office. They make decisions. They have to make hard decisions. They have to make sacrifices. They have to make decisions that are best for the people they represent. And isn't that exactly what moms do? They have to make decisions that are best for their family. Some of those decisions keep them up all night. The next morning, though, they, they don't get to take the day off and rest. They still have to put that crown on of being a mom. But do they ever take it off? I don't think they do. This dignitary of a mom, like this one we see in Proverbs 31, they have to know what is going on with their family what's needed for their family. Sometimes there might not be money. Sometimes the mom knows that the money's running out. It doesn't change her role. She still has to fill that role of a dignitary, making decisions that are best for her family, sacrificing for her family to be provided for, doing what she needs to do to keep the family together, to be taken care of, doing whatever it needs to be done. Because moms have to do everything. And I'm so thankful for that. But some of you might be wondering, question I've asked too, but what if my mom wasn't like that? What if my mom failed at that? Or I didn't have a mom, even at all. Lots of various reasons. Fortunately, that, that happens a lot, doesn't it? That's the case. Now, this proverb, this is an idealistic description of a mom. Puts a lot of pressure on moms. Something that moms, like you guys fail, don't you? Maybe your mom failed. Something that really no one's, you're not capable of living up to it. Because moms do fail. And, and I'm speaking from my own experience. Like I said, my mom wasn't the worst, but she wasn't the best. She had a lot of flaws. But then I'm, I'm discovering, because Kim's in doing a lot of genealogy, finding out some stuff, and her mom was even worse. Her mom wasn't a good mom at all. In fact, her mom wasn't a mom at all. Her mom just passed her off from home to home to home to home. She didn't even really have a home. So as a result, how can I hold my mom to that standard? Because she never learned how to be a mom. And even though my mom, she had lots of flaws, she wasn't even close to this Proverbs 31, she still showed some of these characteristics of being a mom. And I go, why? Why? Because she never had a mom. She never learned. And I go, because we're made in God's image. And God really did make us this way. God made moms to be moms, and he made dads to be dads. 
There's different weaknesses, there's different streaks, but together they make up the family. But the question remains is, many of us, we didn't have this type of mom. We didn't have this type of life. Or maybe you're even a mom right now and you're struggling to be a mom. Wondering, can I ever change this? Can I be a better mom? Can I ever break this cycle that goes from generation to generation? How can I be a mom like this? And we see it happen, don't we? We see children that, that maybe they had the worst home life ever. They never had a mom. And, and they turn into something like this Proverbs 31 mom. How? How is that possible? Well, verse 30, I think, has that answer. This is verse 30. It says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised by God. That's how. Last week, Savannah spoke of living in victory. We have victory in God. We, we don't need to continue to live in fear or live in this failure or those failures of our own moms or our, even our failures as being a mom. Any failure that we have that's keeping us from being what God intended us to be. Alex is, preaching a cl- is teaching a class right now that's, that is dealing with this. When we accept Jesus, when we're filled with the Spirit, it says we're a new creation. The old is gone. There's this new life. The new is here. Don't be stuck in that past. And we need to believe that. Do not let the past or even what's going on in the present keep you a prisoner. We're set free from those deficiencies in our own flesh when we accept Jesus. Despite our past, Jesus provides a way to change all of that. Jesus doesn't hold it against you, so why are you? I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 2. We're going to look at verses 9 and 10. It says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, it what no human has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit teaches all things, even the deep things of God. Being a mom, it's a deep thing of God. It's that hard job. Like I said, God didn't give me that job, and I'm thankful because I couldn't do that job. I don't know how moms can possibly do their job without God being this focal point in their life without having Jesus in their life, without being filled with the Spirit and having the Spirit reveal these deep things of God, like how to do this impossible job. Maybe when everything else is falling around apart you, apart around you, yet there's the mom standing there doing her job against all odds. I read verse 30, and I see how's that done? Because she has God. It says that she's going to grow older. She might lose some of that charm. That charm might disappear. Maybe that's because they spent too much time and they're sleep deprived from waking up with rotten little kids like me waiting to come home. They get wrinkles. Wrinkles happen, right? But it's by putting God at the center of the family that holds it all together. Which brings us to this last verse, verse 31. Honor her for all that her hands have done. Let her works bring her praise at the city gate. 
So maybe we should give our moms a hand. What do you say? Let's give our moms a hand. I know they're not perfect. Maybe they weren't even present in our lives. That's a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a reality. In fact, in some ways, I'm, I'm dealing with that right now in my life. There's some things that I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out. But moms, you can't do this without God. You need God in your lives in order to even heal from that. We need God in our lives to heal from that. We need to receive forgiveness that comes from Jesus, but we also need to extend that forgiveness. And once we extend that forgiveness, then we're going to be free to honor our moms. That's the story of my life. I had to forgive my mom, even though she never wanted forgiveness, never asked for forgiveness. It made it a lot easier to honor She did give birth to us, so so she is still our mom. So moms, this is your day-to-day. Your job is hard, much harder if you try to do it all by yourself. So don't. And I don't mean by asking other people to do things. What I mean is by having God, by having Jesus, by having this helper that that was sent to us, the Holy Spirit. Accept that help. Make God the focal point of your life. Let the Spirit guide you. Don't do it on your own. Now, today is about moms. But having God in our lives is not just for moms. It's for all of us. And really, for all of us, this this job of life is kind of hard. And I think it's impossible without God. Let's pray. Lord, I just give this day to you, Lord. I just thank you for our moms, Lord.